It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Today, we are going to recap both or the final two summer league games. Uh, we're going to talk about Johnny Davis and Blau Koulibaly breaking out and a really close but ugly loss to the Chicago Bulls next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen today and every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And it's nice. Episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com slash promo code Locked On. So we're going to get into the last two summer league games. Obviously, uh, the win against OKC, where Bilal Koulibaly and Johnny Davis finally broke out. And then we're going to look at the final game against the Bulls, which was a very, very ugly game and a close loss for the Wiz kids. So we're going to slide right into it. Now, the Washington Wizards did defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder 105-89 to in Vegas. Now, E, looking at that win, like I said, um, Bilal Koulibaly and Johnny Davis. You know, Johnny Davis got a lot of heat, man. They finally broke out. They looked pretty good. So what were some positives and negatives that you saw from the win against OKC? Uh, the negatives were just the start. Um, I thought Blau took him a little while to get warmed up. Um, missed a couple shots to start off the game. Kind of looked a little out of control. Let some guys blow by him. But the second half, he really woke up, man. He finished the game with nine free throws. Like, he was getting downhill, coming off the screen, getting to the basket. Um, forced a foul on Kassan Wallace made a really nice extra pass to Johnny Davis for a wide-open three. Uh, Blau had like three or four, at least two dunks in the last – in the fourth quarter. Uh, had a nice dunk where uh, – I want to say Ryan Rollins passed to him, went in for a dunk, and then had a nice transition dunk where Alexander, number 11, had a block. But 
Uh, Bilal had four blocks this game, man. Even Jamal Crawford shouted him out and, t- and tweeted about Bilal Koulibaly. He had to give Bilal some uh, some love and a shout out there. But um, Bilal, the, the stats that stood out to me for him was nine free throws, man. Eight for nine from the free throw line. And he was bringing the ball up, uh, hit a three out there as well, one for one for the three. This was his most complete game and where he looked under control and looked comfortable handling the ball. Um, it looked like he had a plan when attacking the rim as well. Uh, Kassan Wallace fouled him again on a transition take foul where he got some easy free throws as well. So uh, Blau in transition is very dangerous. And when he gets downhill and shows off that first step and how explosive he is, he's super athletic. I mean, he's only 18 years old, so he's only going to get taller. He's only going to get stronger. So he can really be a problem uh, bringing the ball up, coming off a screen and getting to the basket. When he gets a great when – he, when he gets, you know, more basketball IQ and more feel coming off the pick and roll, making the right reads, making the right pass, finishing through contact – uh, he, can, he can be dangerous in this league, and he showed flashes of that, man. But his blocks led to fast breaks. As a team, we had nine blocks. Um, but Blau stood out and had four blocks. He he, he was 10th in the summer league in blocks. Um, also, he, he didn't have a steal this game, but he had four blocks, man. That really stood out to me. Four boards as well. So he was filling up the stat sheet, uh, plus seven in the plus-minus box. So I, I love what I saw from Bilal Koulibaly uh, overall offensively and defensively. He's going to be a guy that's going to get a lot of steals and a lot of blocks this year. So I think he can definitely be a great defensive player for this team. Johnny Davis, man, I mean, this fan base is giving him so much flack and such a hard time, us included as well. We've been tough on him. We've been hard on him. But this guy stepped up, played with confidence. Um, I know Chet Holmgren didn't play. Jalen Williams didn't play. Some other guys didn't play for the Thunder. But we had, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like, he has struggled. It doesn't matter who you're throwing out there. He has struggled against other competition. Last year in the Summer League, um, other teams didn't play their starters or their young talent, and he still struggled against other teams. So I'm just happy to see Johnny play with confidence and put it together, man. He he went out there, hit two threes, had a really slow Euro step, but it looked good and finished well. Went to the basket strong, looked confident. Uh, I loved everything that Johnny Davis did. He had a nice block as well that led to a fast break. So um, and he didn't shoot. He put up 22 points. And we talked about every time. Every time he gets 20 points, he has to put up 20 shots. This time he was more efficient. He was 9 for 17, which is over 50% uh, from the field. I'm not a great math person, but I know that's over 50%. 3 for 4 from the three-point line. Um, he let the game come to him, and at the same time, he took he went after. He was aggressive, um, and he just finished his shots. He was getting open shots, but he just wasn't making some shots, and he did. He was able to create separation here and there. So I, I love this for Johnny. I think this is something good for him to put his hat on, to hang his hat on, going into the season to go in there with confidence. His game just really – you can say this about everybody, but when his confidence is not there, you can see his body language is down. Kind of the same things with Denny. With when Denny's off, you can see his body language is head down. Same thing with Johnny. When he when his confidence is going, you can just see it. You can just see it on his face. And this time, it looked like he was really out there uh, having fun, man. He made some good passes too, man. He had three assists. He had a nice pass to the big man Alexander as well. So um, that third quarter and fourth quarter, basically the second half, Bilal and Johnny, they took over the game. And they're two guys that they're they're two big reasons why the Wizards won this game. And, and this is something to look forward to. Uh, for our young talent to go out there and develop. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. This showing from both Bilal Kulabali and Johnny Davis, man, was very enlightening for me because, you know, looking at stats real quick, like you said, Johnny Davis, you know, the biggest issue with him has been efficiency. You know, looking at his stat line, man, nine for 17, three from four from three-point. I mean, a three-point shot, man, I don't know if he tweaked it between games, but looking at his legs, he, he changed his jump shot a little bit. You know, so... Man, I like what I see. Efficiency is the name of the game for Johnny, man. You know, he had that breakout game. Now, we're going to talk about the Bulls game, but, you know, I, I ain't going to spell it. But, 
you know, the thing is um, with Johnny Davis is consistency. You know, he has these good games and then he'll have a down game, you know, finding consistency. But looking at the stat line, man, and in the effort, you know, him and Bilal took over second half, like you said. You know, that's what you want to see from young players like this. I'm very, very intrigued with Johnny Davis' performance. But, you know, like I said, going forward, man, I want to see more consistency. I want to see, you know, more of this on a consistent basis with him. And like you said, when his confidence, just like uh, Denny Avia, man, you know, confidence, when his confidence is low, he's a different player. When his confidence is high, man, you see that killer on the offensive end. You know, you he, you know he's a scorer. It's just the biggest thing that we we've said in the summer league is finding efficiency. You know, he definitely has a scorer's mentality. And both of them on the defensive end, whoo! I'm trying to tell you, man. You know, defensively they're nice. I mean, especially Bilal, man. You know, Johnny Davis is a tough nose on defense. So if they both can find a consistent offensive game and really elevate their game these next couple of years, as far as you know, um evolving as a player man you know they're going to be solid i'm trying to tell you because um johnny davis man he down the line i see him being a starter for this team if he can be a consistent scorer like this you know he's got to be consistent um so again you know looking at johnny davis man i'm very very impressed with his performance like i said nine for 17 three from four from three um but looking at Bilal Kulabali, man efficiency he shot 50 percent from field goal five for ten and one for one from three but defensively man i'm trying to tell you Bilal Koulibaly man if again if he plays consistent and they develop him he's a superstar you heard it that is that is when I'm, i think he has superstar potential man because defensively he is polished i mean he's a monster on the defensive end man the blocks the energy his instincts i mean defensively he's on point you know if you look at his team overall as far as our young guys man if you take Corey kispert which is not a defensive guy out of the equation um, Johnny Davis, Denny, and Bilal, they're all can defend at a high level. So we were talking about this previous season with, you know, what's unsettled and the struggles he's had with his rotations. And we both said that we'll be very intrigued to see how he could do with a young cast in a rebuild and kind of mold these guys and find the personnel to fit his defensive system. But, you know, when you got young guys like this who can defend, you add offense to these three guys, man, look out. This is going to be a shortened rebuild because, you know, there's been videos of Denny's with that shot. You know, you look at the potential with Bilal on the offensive end, you know, his and I think the comparison was what Scotty Pippen. I, I definitely agree with that. You know, going downhill, find, you know, attacking the basket. I love what I see from both of these guys, man. And I, I was very proud of Johnny Davis and Bilal, man, because they really showed up. They really responded. They came in this game. And again, you know, I get it. No Chet Holmgren, but, you know, hey, look, a dub's a dub. I could care less. A dub. Mm, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, even look at, I mean, if you look at a couple other guys real quick, man, Patrick Baldwin, yeah, six points, but nine rebounds so with a guy at that size you want to see his rebound numbers up like that um 14 points man you might have to help me with the name man yeah nah, <laughs> um, i need help too, I need help too. <laughs> but um last name starts with a v y'all but um he showed <laughs> he, went to, he went to miami he went to the university of miami he's from there australia you. as well boom right there but i mean he, he showed out he plays a good ball man so this was a very encouraging game for the wizards man especially for the young guys man because you know as you mentioned e confidence man you know coming after a bad showing young guys tend to their confidence goes down they responded and that's professionalism man they, they responded they had that game so overall man i love what i see from these two going forward man the, the, the future is definitely bright in dc the biggest thing for me is consistency you know you can have good showings like this man but you can't have bad games and a good game no you got to build up consistency as far as what you bring every night because the nba look what separates your average cat from just all-stars and superstars is consistency doing it every night because you know when you get into the regular season of 82 game schedule 
get into the grind. They're looking for you to build up consistent performances like this, man. You can't afford too many bad games. And I get it as a rebuild. So, but man, look, overall, before we move, man, look, love what I saw from these two, man. So we're going to get into the Bulls game, which was a totally different performance. But before we do, the nice episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So you're wondering, how does Prize Picks work? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their prospects projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. That is right, 25 times on any entry. No competing against other people, it's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch and some that you can't. The NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket. And more entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Is that easy? Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operation in other 30 states and our neighbors to the north and Canada. Download the Prospects app or go to prospects.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prospects will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prospects will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We are going to do a mailbag episode. So definitely shoot us your best questions because we are going to definitely chop it up with you guys and answer a lot of your questions. So definitely tune in. So let's slide into the Bulls game. And I'm going to go ahead and pop it up right here. I'm on ESPN. Boop. All right. So the Wizards actually lost by five, uh, 90 to 85 loss against the Chicago Bulls in Las Vegas. Now, E, this was a definitely a different game. Uh, Johnny Davis didn't play this game. Um, leading all scores for the Wizards was Jules Bernard, 17 points with six rebounds. So um, give me some positives and maybe some negatives about this game. Like I said, um, Johnny Davis didn't play, and I'm going to pull up the box score. But I believe um, uh, several people didn't play. Um, let's check it out. Um, I believe Vucevic, oh, he had 26 minutes. So, again, Johnny Davis didn't play. So do you think it was a good thing or a bad thing that Johnny Davis didn't play this game? Um, I didn't mind it. I think they just wanted to evaluate the other guys. I think they wanted to see what they had in, in um, the young man from Miami, from Australia. Um, his first name is, is Dejan, I think, and his last name is Vaz, Um I'm probably butchering it and mispronouncing his name, but he he had a crazy game the last game against the Thunder. He had 14 points. He had a couple buzzer shot clock, buzzer beater threes, step back threes. He was hot, man. He was hot from the field. Um, I think they just wanted to see what they, what other guys they could possibly put on a two-way contract or um, see what guys they want to put on the G League roster. So I think that's what they, what they wanted to do because they sat Ryan Rollins. They sat, um, of course, Johnny. They sat Bilal as well. Xavier yeah. Cooks didn't play in the Thunder game, and um, he didn't play in this game as well. And I'm not against Xavier Cooks, but they, they won two games and they lost one game without Xavier Cooks. So nothing against Xavier Cooks. But uh, once again, I think they just wanted to see what they have from other guys. Now, Dalen Terry, for the Bulls, he did play. He was a high pick for them. So other guys are still playing. Like, you know, other first-round picks are still playing. So Johnny Johnny could have played, but I'm not upset about it. Pat Baldwin didn't play either. They sat him as well. I think they I think they felt like they saw enough. Um, and they just want to get these – they want to go into the offseason healthy with these guys. So I understand it for sure. 
Um, just looking at the game, Donovan Williams had a good game against the Thunder as well. So I want to give him his props. Uh, he had another good game against the Bulls, but this game it was it was a it was a it was a bad shooting game. Uh, the Wizards shot two; they shot six for twenty-seven from the three-point line, twenty-two uh, percent from the uh, yeah, they shot twenty-two percent from the three-point line, which is pretty darn bad. Which is pretty awful. Um, they didn't get back on defense. That's the one thing I think that in transition, the transition transition defense was bad, and that was a problem that we had during the season. Um, but just just to look at some un, some individuals. I thought Vucevic played well in the second half. He hit a couple threes to bring us back. We were down by uh, one or three at one point. He hit two threes down a stretch to bring us back into the game. Jules Bernard stood out to me. He had 17 points. He, had, he, he got an and one on Dalen Terry, and Dalen Terry is a solid defender. Uh, two for three from the three-point line. I thought he made some really good passes off the pick and roll. Uh, Alexander con- continued to impress me, the big man. Uh, number 11, he had eight points. He finished well around the rim. Quentin Jackson, I thought – his summary was a little weird to me. Like he just, he was just all that first game against the Pacers was really bad. Then he kind of calmed down. They tried to make him play point guard. He's not really a point guard. He's more of a scorer. He's more of a bucket getter. So I, I feel like it was a kind of awkward fit for him. He's trying to do a little too much and force the action. But I thought he was a really good defender. He got some steals, some fast break uh, points, uh, a couple dunks and fast breaks, some layups and whatnot. But uh, he had seven assists. So I don't know what they're trying to do with his development. I like what we said. We went to the Rockets game. I was bringing the Rockets game. He had some nasty alley-oops. Like, he was really athletic out there, and he was scoring. Um, and I think that's that's what he's best at, is being a shooting guard, not a point guard. Um, Donovan Williams, like I said, I thought he played well. Uh, Stewart, thought he played well. He had 13 points. Uh, Vukcevic, once again, boarded well and uh, passed the ball really well as well. Defensively, he is what he is. You know, he, he can barely move his feet. He, you know, he's just a slower big. He wasn't a cone on defense, but he's trying. He's giving effort out there. So that's what I like from him. Uh, not too much from take, to take away from this game. I like what I saw uh, effort-wise. Uh, I did write down some notes just in case I didn't forget anything. Oh, uh, the young man, the, the guy from Australia, he was off this game. He was one for 11. So he had one really good game. Uh, then he had, he had a stinker uh, this past game. But Jules Bernard was good. Um, they didn't get back on defense. They kept, they gave up a couple dunks. The the big man from UConn had a couple dunks down the stretch where they actually could they had a chance to win the game, but they didn't get back on defense. And um, yeah, that's that's all I get. From, that's all I got from the Bulls game. Yeah, I mean, I I see your point about them sitting because you're looking at uh, who they said. They said a lot of folks, man. Uh, Rollins, yeah. Patrick Baldwin Jr. was out. Johnny Davis, Xavier Cooks, and Bilal Kulabali. But my thing is this: they're young. In summer league, I would rather see at least Bilal and JD out there, man, because the reason for that is consistency. You know, to, to carry a good performance going forward and carry that consistency. You know, to get one good performance and then set them, I don't like that because, you know, look, it's a rebuild. So they need those minutes, man. So I, I, I'd rather see Bilal and JD out there, but I get it. I get it. But uh, I'm going to get into uh, Vukcevic real quick. Um, looking at him overall, but looking at this game real quick, um, four from 13 for the field and two from eight from three. The biggest thing with him, man, is that a lot of inconsistency was shot. You know, in my opinion, he's a little more arc on it. Um, he has a quick trigger, but he's got things to work on. And so I think I definitely think that Vucevic should we should try to find a way to buy him out and bring him over here. But I think maybe start him out in, with the Capital City Go Go because he is, you know, he got uh, I believe eight rebounds, man. But my, the biggest thing with him is that he needs to learn how to box out. He's more of a stretch five. You know, he needs to learn the inside and outs of being a center, man. Because yeah, it is cool to be a stretch. But you still need to learn how to play with your back to the basket, which is, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people looking at Wimba Yama, you know, saying, you know, he's got the height. But, you know, playing with your back to the basket at the height, man, you need to learn how to do that. So, you know, he definitely needs to work on 
learning how to be a big man in the NBA because look, a lot of your big man, yeah, you got you know your, your cats, you know your Jokic's where they can stretch the floor, but Jokic and Cat know how to play with the back to the basket, and that's a, you know that's the modern NBA big man. You know you got to be multifaceted, man. So you know I definitely think that we need to bring him over here, man. But he needs to start out in the G League, in my opinion. But you know it was an ugly game for both sides. Uh, the fourth quarter was the highest scoring quarter for both teams. You know, if you look at Washington, we scored 34, the Bulls scored 33. And I believe we gave up the lead after the half because the Chicago score outscored us 24 to 13 in the second in the third quarter. But it was an ugly game. But you saw some fight these last two games with this team, you know, and and that's what I like about you know a young squad is showing some heart, showing, you know, really fighting. They they stayed in the game. So I mean, overall, they really sum up Southern League, man. Overall. I'm I'm impressed. Now you know obviously there's things they need to work on. Bilal, you know, offensively needs to work on it. But you see the shot is not broken. I mean, he's got a nice shot. It's just getting a faster release. You know, he he's got a nice shot. You know, Johnny Davis is just efficiency. Uh, Vucevic already, you know, I mentioned. You know, I think he needs to learn how to play with back to the basket. Learn how to box out better. Um, but overall, man, I love what I see from these guys in summer league. You know, the the future is definitely bright. You know, look. <laughs> Johnny Davis got a lot of smoke, man. <laughs> a lot of smoke for this fan base. I mean, a lot of people were ready to call him a bust. I get it, man. You know, we were talking about it in the last video where if you look at um, some of these young guys like Malachi Branham or Benedict Matherin, you see a clear gap with talent. You know, they're more pro ready than more ready to play. Johnny needs a little work, but I think he, I think he's going to be all right. Cause I think he's going to settle down and be that score, man. Now, if he, is he going to be a future starter? Is he going to be, a, we don't know right now, but there's definitely room for optimism with the showing in the summer league for these young guys, man. Because Bilal, I'm trying to tell you, if he figures out the offensive side of the ball, man, he's going to be a monster, man. You know, a lot of people say that he compared Scottie Pippen. I say, you know, if you look at Giannis his first couple of years, man, he was a tweener. You know, he was a real skinny guy. You know, he kind of – he added some weight. He had some muscle, and he worked on his game and then look at him. And I'm not saying that, you know, Bilal's going to be a Giannis. He's going to get MVP. But I do believe he has superstar potential. Absolutely. Because – defensively you can't teach those types of instincts he i mean instinctively instinctively on the defensive end he's making plays that are vets are making you know he knows how to read on defense man so i like the future i like how this team looks man and i think it's going to be a bright future going forward yeah the defense he's not only blocking shots but he's swatting shots like it's volleyball every game he's had at least a chase at least one chase down block at least one highlight block like every game he did it he was he's 10th in blocks in the summer league and of course, Victor's like first, Victor Wimbayama, because he's averaging four four blocks a game because he played in only two games, but Blau played in four games. So, of course, the more games you play, the, the, it's tougher to average so many blocks. So, um, I think that's 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 remarkable that he was able to do that and impact the game. Steals and blocks going to be the name of his defense. He's going to make some impact on the defense. I'm, I'm intrigued to see him go up against some some stars in the league, maybe guarding guys like Paul George, uh, Kawhi, and um, you know, KD, Kevin Durant, and some other, you know, big superstars in this league. He's going to be matching up against those guys. I think he can have some like a, a Herb Jones rookie impact from the Pelicans. How good of a de- defender Herb Jones, a bunch of steals, a bunch of blocks, stocks. Uh, he can be impactful and, and create transition and fast breaks for the Wizards. So that's that's the impact that I'm going to see from Bilal that I expect from him his rookie season. The offensive game will come along. Shot 18% from the three, which is pretty darn awful. But the shot got better as he went along. Hit a step back, hit a, uh, a pull-up three, uh, the game before the Thunder, and then knocked down a three against the Thunder uh, as well. So the shooting will come along, but the offensive game is starting to come together. He's starting to become under control. Vucevic, he may have to play just because we're so thin at center. 
after Gaff, it's like who who is it gonna be? Is it gonna be Mascala? Is it gonna be Vucevic? I mean, we just don't have a lot of depth there. So that's the thing with this roster. We have a lot of guards and shooting guards and a couple threes and fours, but big man spot, we we just we're pretty thin. Gaff's a thin guy himself, so we just have, but we'll talk about that later. Um, and Johnny, once again, before we get to the chat, man, I'll clap it up for Johnny. It's about time. You said people call him a bus. People, there's some people in the chat still call him a bus uh, in the comments right now. So I know one summer league change, one summer league game is not going to change anybody's mind or a lot of people's mind, but it was good to see that he belonged out there. Because last summer league, it looked like the the lights were a little too bright in the game. The speed of the game was just way too fast for him. And yesterday or Saturday, whenever they played against the Thunder Friday, uh, he was under control. He looked like he belonged. And he took over. He looked like he was the best player on the floor out there at times for sure. So I, I was very happy for Johnny Davis. Absolutely. So like I said, before we get into comments, man, um, it's, it's clearly a big difference because last year he looked just terrified, man. He looked like he was on the Betterman commercial. So <laughs> I am an NBA player. <laughs> so he definitely looked better, man. So we're going to go ahead and slide into comments, man. Um, if you see any E, just go ahead and grab Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Andy, man, what's up, man? What's good with his fans? Uh, Timmy Feller says Bilal is future GOAT material. We'll definitely see about that. We both like yeah. what we saw. For the most part, in summer league, definitely had some up and downs, as, as you would expect from a rookie. So he had a couple roller coaster ride, uh, on a, a roller coaster ride watching him on the offense side of the ball. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I love what he did on the defense side of the ball. Absolutely. He's a monster on defense, man. He, he's good to go on defense. Like I said, if he can figure out a consistent offensive game, man, woo. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben Tate said Bilal's jumper looks smooth off the dribble, but slow off the catch. I totally agree. Kind of reminds of John Walls. Yeah, I mean, you know, off the dribble is a, is a faster release, but he's, you know, off, you know, like I said, off the catch, man. He's got he's got to work on that, you know, really speeding up that release, man. Because, you know, if you look at the French league in the NBA, man, they're going to cover that ground faster in the NBA. That is, you know, that's the biggest difference with the NBA is that they're going to they're going to challenge those shots quicker. So he's got to work on that. But mm-hmm. I agree, that's a good comparison. Yeah, John's John's jumper was very slow. Uh, he had a slow dip with his shot too, so I, I can kind of see that with Blau. Blau's shot is, is pretty darn slow. Um, Desan said Blau summer league MVP was the last time we had a good had a rookie play a good. Um, yeah, it, it's summer league MVP for this team. It, it's kind of t- Ryan Rollins is up there too. Ryan, I thought Ryan Rollins yeah. had a really good summer league man. He played really well. The Celtics game, he was the best player on the floor for us. He had what, eight nine assists and five steals. Yeah. That that's that's a ridiculous stat line. So I got I got to give Rollins his props. He had a couple of good games. Uh, so it is kind of tough for for who the summer league MVP was. But I thought Rollins was was really darn good. I thought he was impressive. Johnny, he's not the summer league MVP for the Wizards. <laughs> uh, he he had a, he, he he did have some stinkers out there shooting the ball. But this last game, I thought he played played really really well. Um, I'm gonna say Rollins got it, man. Yeah. To me, Rollins got it because he was consistently pretty good the whole yeah. entirety of the summer league and he, he knows how to push the pace you see the vision you see the shot i mean you very well could see him be the backup point guard for this team you know i know we're gonna talk about it later but you know with delon with his name in the trade talks but yeah i would definitely consider it mm-hmm. 
Yeah, next episode we're gonna get to Delon. I see a lot of you guys talking about Delon. We're gonna do that next episode. <laughs> so definitely be ready for that. We got you. We'll we got to, you. <laughs> we'll try to cover with some trade trade scenarios or whatnot. Um, Israeli fan, what's up, man? What's going on? Um, he says Bilal is much better than Johnny, but why are Wizards fans comparing him to Giannis? You guys always call rookies the next coming of someone else. Um, yeah, I, I haven't compared him to Giannis. I know a lot of people did it with Rui to Kawhi, and some people did it with Denny to Luka Doncic. So. Um, I'm going to just let these guys be who they are. I'll evaluate after the first two or three years or really four years and see when they get to that contract year. Um, but a lot of people see the potential. I, 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 can, I can see the Giannis comparison because they're both um, super athletic, skinny guys. They can put the ball on the floor. They both yeah. can defend really well. So I see the comparison there. And I, I saw the comparison with Rui to Kawhi too. A lot of scouts and NBA experts uh, said that as well because of the the height and the frame and the mid-range game. So I get that. The Denny Luca comparison, um, that one was a little uh, different <laughs> to me. Um, but I, I get it. I get why, because he was handling the ball and whatnot. So I, that's why people do comparisons and stuff like that. It's just, it's just like that in the NFL, too. A lot of people, when a quarterback comes out, they'll be like, oh, he's the next Joe Montana or Michael Vick or whoever. So, I mean, or, you know, Victor's been more hyped up than LeBron. A lot of people said that. But LeBron had a lot of hype coming out, so. Um, that's just what that's just what it is. That's just how that's just how things go when when rookies come out. So um, it is what it is on that part. But I was much better than Johnny. You know, I'll see. We'll see on that. Um, does he have more potential than Johnny? Yeah, I think that's easy to say for sure. No, I mean, the reason why I compare is because mm-hmm. it, it gives you an example. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say he's the next Giannis, but it kind of gives you an example. When you look at Giannis's game, you know what to expect. So when I make that, you know, so that's that, that's a big reason. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. You know, you know, comparisons can be dangerous because I think the biggest thing for Denny is that, you know, a lot of pressure was put on him when that comparison was made to yeah. Luka Doncic, man. That put too much pressure on the young guy, man. So, yeah, I can, I can see your point, man. Comparisons can't be bad. But, you know, it, it's good to do comparisons because it gives you an example of what they can lead up to. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I learned my lesson. You know, I'm a big Chase Young fan, but the generational talent thing and stuff like that, I stopped saying – generational talent for rookies and stuff like that but that's oh, a whole different lord process, you know I yeah love this whole yeah but <laughs> i feel you man everybody's trying to paint Wimbenyama as a top 10 player yeah, man. Yeah, he played, too, yeah. i mean i like Wimbenyama, man but here's the thing i didn't you know i mentioned it he can't play with his back to the basket and when brandon miller is muscling you out of the paint come on bro like he's gotta add some muscle man yeah that's you true know, he's gotta add some muscle his frame he's gonna get hurt you know yeah. if you again going back to Giannis, you know Giannis was a tweener when he added that weight, he can go in there and he can bang it out with the big guys in the paint. You know, he's got to add some muscle, man, because the NBA is a monster, man. I'm trying to tell you. Mm. So, yeah, the, the first game for Victor was it was rough. It was bad. He got yeah. dunked on. Like you said, Brandon Miller was pushing him around. Other guys pushing him around. Every time they tried to dribble the ball, they took it from him. So, uh, but the second game he played a lot better. But th- he has a lot of hype, and he's got to live up to it for sure. Oh yeah. He's got to they write them checks. He got to cash them suckers, man. <laughs> yeah, Popovich stayed. He got a five year extension just because of Victor, really, for eighty million dollars. <laughs> Absolutely. See, uh, Van Gogh said, "Bilal, you can really see his superstar potential." I, you know, if he put, puts his offensive game together, man, absolutely. Because, dude, defensively, I'm very impressed by Bilal Kulabali, man. Defensively, he's got instincts. He's that dog on defense. We and we said it all last year. He, we need more dogs. He's a dog. You know he's he's a dog. You give him a little more attitude, man. I'm trying to tell you, he's he's gonna be nice. I, I love the potential with Bilal, but you know the thing is, 
for him to reach that level, he's got to put in the work. Offensively, he's got to be more consistent. So, mm-hmm. definitely oh, for sure. Lord, um, yeah. Here's a comparison right here. Timmy Filler says Vucevic is the next Dirk, and it's really fandom. You know, well, you've seen you say some comparisons about Denny, so you, you're not innocent <laughs> either. You know, I just forgot about that. Um, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so we think that Johnny can be a long-term contributing piece for our rebuild. I mean, if he's consistent, yeah. But that's the thing. You know, he hasn't found that consistency. And like I said, man, you know, th- this year he's going to be playing an 82-game uh, schedule. You've got to come out every night ready to contribute. You know, you can't have many off nights, man. That is the difference between average and all-stars. Mm-hmm. So, ball's in his court, pun intended. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a make-or-break year for him. If they can consolidate and move on from Landry Shamad or whatever they decide to do with him, um, maybe moving DeLon Wright. And I don't know if DeLon Wright would really affect Johnny Davis's playing time, but if Johnny could be the first guy behind Jordan Poole coming off the bench, he could impact the game defensively. Maybe he'd be like a, a lot of people comparing him to Josh Hart or Bruce okay. Brown or, or um, what's his name, Avery Bradley, if he can come in and be a good defensive stalwart uh, at the point of attack and, you know, shoot the ball better from the three-point line and get to the basket and play confidently and have, you know, good touch around a mid-range game, I think he can be impactful. and I think he can be a good rotation player for sure uh, this year coming up. So we'll, we'll see about the future. I mean, he didn't they didn't draft him, so somebody brought that up too. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Tom will tell with Johnny. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm – I'm disagreeing with you, brother. He does play hard. That's one thing I'll say. He plays with 110% effort. He played football, you can tell. Plays with physicality, plays hard, plays hard on the defense side of the ball. So even if he's not knocking down shots, you do see him make an impact on defense. It's not like he's shutting guys down, but he's playing hard. Yeah, I mean, he's got the heart, man. He's got Mm -hmm. the dog in him. You know what I mean? It's just piecing together the offensive side. Him and Blau is just piecing together and really find consistency. But I don't think that Johnny Davis is lost. Now, he definitely has a lot more to prove with this being year two than Blau does. But, now you you definitely see the dog in him. Um, now, I'm going I'm to pop a pick out because, uh, let's see, uh, Timmy Phillips said Johnny Davis is next to Wayne Wade. Timmy, my man, we got to work on these comparisons, bro. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe that's a – something to, you know, kind of play up to. I mean, because Dwayne Wade, man, he just had that perfect combination of – Man, how do I explain? It's like uh, Le'Veon Bell, man. You remember uh, Pittsburgh Steelers? It's like he was famous for kind of waiting his, re- you know, waiting for his hole to open up, and then you know, chopping his leg. It, it, Dwayne Wade is like that, man. I mean, Dwayne Wade was poetry in motion, man. You know, he when it's time to kick in that speed, he did. But I think Johnny Davis is definitely an example to play up to. But man, mm. not right now, man. <laughs> not right now. Yeah, I don't see. He doesn't have the athleticism. That's the thing that's holding him back. He just doesn't have that first step that Dwayne Wade had. The explosiveness that Dwayne yeah. had. Dwayne Wade had that's the difference at Wisconsin it worked because of the Big Ten competition the Big Ten competition is good it's not yeah. bad competition but when you get to the NBA it's just a whole different type of athletes um he, he could just sit in the mid-range and knock down shots play isolation ball because he was the best player by far on that Wisconsin team he gets in the NBA and guys are just as good as him or better and faster and stronger and more explosive and he doesn't have a lot of ball handling counter moves that we've seen from other two guards that we talked about in his class. Um, so it, it just caught up with him. And I think he's starting to learn the speed of the game and what works and what doesn't. So I think he's starting to get that clock, the, the speed of the game starting to come to him. So I, I think he's starting to get a little under control. So I want to see what he does in preseason too. 
Um, no breaks new. Shout out to him. That's, that's our guy. Uh, he says, do we keep DeLon? Why or why not? I'm torn and just can't decide. I, I'm, I deal him at the deadline before I deal him now, though. So we'll talk about that next episode. That will be a oh, good yeah. mailbag question. And we'll talk about the team that is interested in him as well. If you guys didn't hear about it, we're going to talk about it tomorrow. Uh, I guess we'll read about two or three more. Oh, Ben Tate, the coaching hires. That's a good one. We will talk about yeah, that. Absolutely. Uh, a couple guys that were assistant coaches with the Nets. What does this mean for Wes? Um, are they going to help Wes? Are they going to be a big help for this roster this year, for the team this year? Or could they be potential replacements if they don't approve of Wes this year? So that's a good question right there. We're definitely going to talk about that. Um, and Timmy Filler, of course, with more uh, comparisons to Ty Johnson. Like <laughs> John Stockton. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, who do you guys Some, see? Somebody check his cup. <laughs> it, it, I know it's, it's Sunday night, you know, it's turn up. Um, yeah, do you see anything else in here that you that stands out or in, or 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 no? Yeah, I see one good one, man. I'm gonna capitalize it real quick. My mm-hmm. man, uh, Onion 77. Uh, we need to sign Demarcus Cousins to Christian Woods. We need another backup big, man. Um, I thought that Bo Bo, maybe because of his age, might have been a, yeah. a player to look at for the Wizards. Um, I, I think that maybe they should still probably look at him. Because I don't think that Mike Muscala is the guy, man. I think he needs the guy that needs to be bought out or needs to be included in the trade. I think you definitely need to look at it. I mean, the Marcus Cousins, really, you know, realistically, what are you going to give him at this point in his career, man? But mm-hmm. Christian Wood, man, I mean, the biggest thing about Christian Wood, man, is his defense. You know, he has the ability to stretch the floor, man, and rebound. But, you know, defensively, what can you really expect? So, Yeah, Jay Prince has a good question as well. Um, what's our biggest need going into the Ooh. season? And then here, here's the thing with, with – uh, the fan base on Johnny Davis. John Hickman says Johnny Davis is trash. So I disagree with that. So a lot of people are still really tough on Johnny right now, but I, I think he um I think he can definitely improve the season for sure. Onion 77. We ain't we ain't never had a player assembly like Glenn Rice Jr. Boy was a star out there. By order Porter for the ride too. Otto Porter, he made a summer league. He made an all summer league team. Glenn Rice Jr. made an all summer league team. Troy Brown Jr. made an all summer league summer league team. We had a couple guys make the all summer league team. Now Glenn Rice Jr., unfortunately his career didn't pan out um, anywhere near what his dad did. Um, yeah. And Glenn Rice Jr. right now, if you didn't know, he's in the big three. Speaking of DeMarcus Cousins, I love DeMarcus because I'm a big Boogie Cousins fan. But honestly, I think he's closer to playing in the big three more than in the NBA. And you know, off after the <laughs> ACL injuries and whatnot, I, I could certainly – I could see Boogie playing. And, and that may be disrespectful to Boogie Cousins. I think he would – he probably would turn that down, of course, because he was a legitimate star. And there's some legitimate good players. Um, in the big three, but um, I don't know why I feel like I would see because it's playing in the big three, man. Uh, I just got a weird feeling about that. But yeah, all that aside, um, yeah, I, I thought there were some good players in the summer league, but nobody on the summer league team will, will probably make the all summer league team. You said Auto Porter made the all summer league team, man. It's like he winning did. the lottery in Antarctica. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like okay, that's cool, man. But nah, I mean. Auto did his thing, man. I ain't going to I like Auto. I did. I like that. I'm a Georgetown fan, so I'm biased. Yeah, I mean, me too. Like, he got overpaid, but he he had a he had a he had a couple good seasons. He could shoot the threes, a good three and D guy. I always remember when Otto got yelled at by Randy Whitman because uh he was just frozen and then Randy was like, Otto. And then Otto <laughs> had to run over and, and play defense, but he is like his controller turned off. Oh, and they kept running that on uh Shaq to the Fool, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. man, I guess we'll go ahead and call it there, y'all. Um, so again, let's see, you see any more? E? 
No, we can wrap it up. Uh, somebody said they don't like the new setup. They prefer the old one, but um, this this is a different setup, so yeah. um, it, it's definitely interesting and, and, and different. You know, it kind of gives a, a cool professional vibe. The last one was professional too, but you know, things change, Matt. Yeah, things change. But we're gonna go ahead and call it there, y'all. Definitely appreciate y'all, man. Uh, thank you for making Locked the Wizards your first listen every day, every day. Or tomorrow, we're gonna do a mailbag. So definitely, we're gonna talk about the line and we're gonna talk about the coaching hires. So we got y'all. Definitely like, subscribe, comment below. Let us know how we're doing. Wherever you get your podcast, definitely a five-star review is much appreciated. And again, we definitely appreciate y'all, man. So hail to the Wizards and peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.